Hey friend, are you struggling to find consistent paid speaking gigs? Do you want to know the exact six steps that you can take to find and book more paid speaking opportunities in 2024? Well, we want to make that easy for you. We've created a new free resource with the help of Dan Irvin, one of our highly successful speakers on our team. Dan has booked over $100,000 in paid speaking gigs in the last few years, and his six-step process is going to help you maximize your chances of getting booked and paid to speak in any industry. You're going to learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, and proposal emails and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps and we're going to send you this 18-page guide straight to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps and you're going to get that free guide. Hey, thanks for listening. You're awesome. Hey, what's up, my friends? Grant Baldwin here. Welcome back to the Speaker Lab Podcast. We hope you are doing well. Hope you're having a great day wherever you are in the world. Hope you're taking your message and sharing it with the world and making a little dent. And uh, we appreciate you being here. So today we are on part four of our coaching series with Brian Elaine. And if you haven't already, definitely go back, listen to the previous three parts to the series. This is going to be an eight-part series. So we're going to be halfway through here today. But uh, Brian came to us and said, hey, I'm interested in, in finding and booking speaking engagements. I, I follow along with what the Speaker Lab does. He does some work for us here uh, He's uh, as part of our team. And uh, so he's like, but I, I want to know, does this stuff work for me? Uh, which may be the case for a lot of people. I think that that is absolutely the case. And, and you may be listening right now going, I've been listening to the podcast. I have read the Successful Speaker book, which if you haven't, you need to pick it up, read it. Um, you're just going like, does it work for me though? And so Brian was in that same spot. So we've been going through this coaching series and just kind of walking through the speak framework that we teach the S P E A K that five step process for finding and booking paid speaking gigs, uh, on a quest to help Brian get a gig. So, uh, that's what we are in the thick of right now. This is part four of the series. You're going to hear a lot of, of fear and nervousness and anxiety from Brian today. This is probably similar feelings that you have felt. Maybe that imposter syndrome. There's part of the time where he's kind of wondering like, is this worth it? Should I keep going? Do I, should I I just, should I just quit? Should I throw in the towel? And so I wanted to make sure in addition that we have done nothing to set him up for success in any way. Uh, I want this to be as real and authentic and genuine as, as possible. So uh, really excited about uh, how this series has continued to come together. Make sure you stick around with us for the rest of the series. Uh, it's just a, it's, 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 it's a fascinating series. All right. So I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. You definitely want to stick around for, for where we're going with this. But uh, let's get to part four today. Also, before we get there, if you would like myself and our team here at the Speaker Lab, if you would like our help in helping you find and book paid speaking engagements and building a process and a system to be able to do that, uh, we would love to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with you to learn more about your goals and how we can best help. So if you are interested in that, you can go to thespeakerlab.com slash apply. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash apply. There you can schedule that one-on-one -on -one call, that strategy session with our team so uh, we can uh, best serve and support you. All right. So again, check that out over at thespeakerlab.com slash apply. All right. Let's get to part four here with Brian Elaine. Enjoy. Hey, what's up, friends? Grant Baldwin here. Welcome back to the Speaker Lab podcast. We are here on part four. My buddy Brian Elaine, and uh, dude, I'm, I'm so excited. I, I, I have been telling people about this project. I've been telling people about this, and people are like, dude, that sounds great. I can't wait to hear it. I'm like, me too. It's gonna be good. And so, at the time of this recording, because this may come out in kind of different, may come out staggered, but uh, it has been three weeks since we last recorded. Half of that three weeks, uh, you were in Europe, uh, bouncing around Europe, had an amazing trip, literally just got back, uh, what, less than 24 hours ago or so, and are right. yeah. catching up on sleep. Um, 
so how, give us a quick 30 second version. How was, uh, how was Europe? Oh man, the trip was amazing. We were, uh, I was killing two birds with one stone. My wife and I just celebrated our 20th wedding anniversary last month. And a buddy of mine, his wife, Amy was running in the Ironman half Ironman world championship. She qualified for it in Nice, France. So we went to support her. We also went to travel with friends, celebrate the anniversary. We did four days in Nice, day trip to Monaco. We did three days in Zurich with a day trip to Interlaken. Uh, so many things could have gone wrong, including weather and planning and everything, but pretty much everything went right. It was kind of crazy. It was an amazing eight days and uh, still a little tired, but I'm going to try to keep the energy up for this. So. Awesome, man. Very cool. Glad you guys had a good time. Well, and part of the reason uh, I think it's good to point that out is um, to realize like as you're building, you know, a business and that's what, really what we're in the thick of here uh, is life still happens, right? Life still goes on. And so it's not that, hey, I'm not allowed to, you know, I'm not allowed to, to, to travel. I'm not allowed to uh, work on other projects. I'm not allowed to do anything else. Uh, and really, this comes down to something I think we touched on before is that um, uh, I've used the analogy of like when someone asks, how long does it take to see results, right? It really just comes down to how quickly, you know, you, you get after it, you know? So um, it's like, how long does it take someone to lose 10 pounds? Well, I, I, I guess you could lose it in a couple of days. I don't know if that's healthy or not, but I guess hypothetically right. you could. Um, for most people, it's going to take, you know, several weeks or a couple of months or maybe a year or longer to lose it, you know? So it really comes down to how quickly they get after it. Um, and so in this case, like how quickly do you see results? How fast are you putting in effort at the same time, realizing like life is still happening. You have a trip plan, you know, you have things that are obligations that are, are still going on and still taking place in life. So, um, so you've had, uh, you know, again, past three weeks, um, since we recorded last, you've, uh, you were out of, the, uh, out of the country for about half of that or so. Uh, and some of that other blocks appeared, let's kind of refresh and catch up with where, where things are at. So let's kind of talk through, um, the speak framework. So the first part, the S select a problem to solve. we narrowed that down got clear on who you speak to, what's the problem that you solve. So kind of give us where your, where your head's at on that. Yeah. Last episode, we narrowed it down that I was going to be, uh, my audience was going to be golf course owners and people in the golf industry. And so uh, I really tried to work on selecting this problem to solve and kind of clarifying what it would be. And where I'm at right now, the draft I have is in, in a busy, distracted world, how do we use new media marketing to get golfers' attention, make them repeat customers? Uh, and for the 92% of people who don't play golf, how do we engage them, at least the ones who are interested, so that they can try the sport? Cool. Awesome. Okay. Um, and so we've got that. Do you feel pretty clear on that? You feel pretty good? I, I do. I do. I think I felt like uh, it was a, a struggle for me to make this this specific. And I felt like I, I kind of was in that tension of how specific do I make this? Uh, even in selecting my audience and having sort of two main groups of golf course owners and also, uh, you know, golf professionals, be that uh, an equipment brand or um, a golf instructor. Uh, you know, as I think about those two groups, and I was trying to narrow down this problem to solve, well, if I'm only talking to golf course owners, I can get really, really specific with the problem. Mm -hmm. But now if I'm including other professionals, um, yeah, I kind of have to draw back and be a little bit more vague. Does that make sense about mm -hmm. that kind of tension I was feeling? Yeah. Um, and the other thing I would remind you of is what we're doing at this point is really making an educated guess right? Because we, this is kind of like based on some market research we've done. This is what we think 
is going to be a fit. Now you may start talking to potential events and potential uh, clients that you would be a good fit for. And they're like, this sounds cool. Here's kind of like a slightly tangential topic that we're actually interested in, right? Okay, great. Um, but at this point, we don't necessarily know until we actually get out there. So to me, like this is... Um, this is by far like narrow focus enough to get us going in the right direction, you know, um, versus just like, well, I just, you know, I just want to be a speaker. I don't know. Like, you know who you want to speak to, you know what the problem is that you want to solve now, like how they talk about it, how they word it. Um, and, and how, um, how big of a problem this is, we'll, we'll get out in the marketplace and figure it out from there. Okay. That makes sense. Cool. Okay. So then you've got, um, uh, the prepare your talk. Uh, and this is a part where, uh, I don't, I don't want us to get too hung up on because the, the one thing that you want to be thinking about is a timeline here. Let's say, for example, you booked a gig today. Most gigs don't happen for three to six months out, right? Okay. They want to learn. It's not like they're booking you to speak at something tomorrow. So it's going to be several, like a good chunk of time. So all that to say, um, I like, I don't, sometimes I'll hear from speakers who say, I want to have my talk perfect before I try booking gigs. I was like, one, you're never going to take action. And two, yeah. like you don't need, you don't need to do that. Um, because you're going to have plenty of time to still work on it. What you need to have is enough of a concept, enough of an idea that you could talk about it. So if I know like, um, you know, here's kind of the general idea of what my talk is about. You don't need to know like, okay, you know, 20 minutes in, I'm going to tell this story and then I'm going to share this stat and then I'm going to show this slide and they're not even going to see it coming. You don't need to know any of that stuff. You know, like you'll figure that stuff out at this point. It's just like, here's, here's a, a nutshell of what I've got to work on. So another way to think about this is um, if you were to work on a book proposal uh, a pub uh, to submit to a publisher, a publisher doesn't want the whole book. Um, you don't have to have the book done before you submit it to a publisher. What they want to see is like a chapter or two. We just need an idea, you know, of if, if this is kind of what we're looking for. Same thing is true here. Like you're not going to, um, you know, talk to a potential event planner and be like, okay, get ready. I'm going to go through my whole talk. You know, right. like that's not the scenario. So you have plenty of time to, to work on it. But having said that, like, do you have kind of a general idea of what the, what a talk might be about? I do. And this was actually a, a pretty one of the better moments of the last three weeks for me, because, um, you know, something I've battled through this whole process is imposter syndrome and sheesh, am I really capable of doing this? Am I qualified? Am I a good enough speaker? Do I know enough about golf? You know, we've talked about that in previous episodes and I was thinking about the talk and, um, you know, what, what, what am I going to talk about? Am I going to be able to come up with something, even if I feel like I have the talent to present on stage and I, I don't have the nerves um, that are going to overcome me or anything, still have to have some content. And um, one day I kind of sat down and started to sketch out some thoughts. And then next thing I know, like three or four hours later, I had a five page draft of a talk. That's cool. Um, yeah, which I you know I'm sure is going to change probably a hundred times before totally. I ever give it, but it was, I really kind of found my voice and, and kind of a unique perspective on, well, how, what do I think about how to market in this new media landscape and what is important to me? And when I do go about doing the work for the club that I work for now, what are the things I think about? And, um, so I kind of lean back on some experience I had, but then I also, it really helped me even clarify I feel like the work I'm going to do for them going forward is going to be better just because from some of the things I came up with. So, um, yeah, I feel, I feel really good about it. it. It makes me feel good to hear you say that, you know, having it as a draft is fine because it's probably a few months out. So that makes me feel good, but I also feel good knowing that, 
I do have something at least. Yeah. It reminds me um, early on in my career when I was getting started, uh, there was a um, there's a big conference I was I was trying to get booked at to do some workshops, and the um, the guy in charge um, he messaged me he's like, hey, we're really interested. Um, we actually want you to do four different workshops on four different topics. What do you got? And at the time I'm like, I got like, I'm kind of a one trick pony. I don't know what to tell you. And so I put together, like, here's a couple of like, here's an idea and a couple of bullet points. Here's an idea and a couple of bullet points. Here's an idea and a couple of bullet points. He's like, perfect. Great. And so you like, I didn't need the talks completed. Cause now mm -hmm. it's like, awesome. We'd like you to do those in six months. Great. I got plenty of time to, to figure it out, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's not like they're, they're booking it based on, I know exactly verbatim what's going to be in the talk. So, um, uh, all right. So you feel pretty good with the, the general concept of the talk enough that you could talk about it in a, in a compelling, concise way to a potential client. Yes. Okay, cool. Um, next part. E, establish yourself as the expert. So there's two key marketing tools that we talk about here. Your website, your demo video. We talked a little bit about this at the end of the last episode where you give us kind of a, an update on, on where you're at on these two. So this was the other big thing that I spent a lot of time working on before my trip. Um, I, you know, who knows when people are listening to this, who knows what my website will look like. But right now, this morning, I sent you a draft of where it's currently at. Uh, my website, brianalane.com. I basically revamped it um, using the podium theme, um, you know, that I know the speaker lab has. And so that was great. And it definitely gave me a guide to go through and yeah, it's still in draft form, but I feel pretty good about where it is. Um, I need a few more testimonials for sure. I need a demo video, which I know we're going to talk about in a minute. Um, you know, I, I, I have five pictures up there of me either speaking at a past event. I have one of me standing with Ricky Fowler when I was a standard bearer for a PGA tour tournament. I thought that might be yep. uh, something that would give me a little bit of authority. Mm -hmm. um, picture me with a trophy that my yep. son and I won. Um, so yeah, those are just some, some things I had up there. So I have the bones of the website done, um, you know, enough so that if somebody tomorrow was like, Oh yeah, I didn't know you were a speaker about golf. Do you have a, you know, I checked out your website and yeah, I mean, they might say your video is only seven seconds long because right now it's just a placeholder, but, um, the bare bones are there. So I don't know if you had a chance to look at it, if you would agree with that or. Yeah. And the, um, I gotta just, I gotta pull it up now. Um, and so, um, yeah. I, like one of the things I would always remind speakers is that this is version 1.0, right? So yeah. this, it's easy to, to create a website and feel like, um, you know, how does this compare to every other site on the internet? It, it, you don't, you don't want to get into that game. Um, yeah. um, because like I have, I'm, I'm on, you know, five or six versions of my website. I've had seven or eight different versions of my demo video. So like, it's not, it's not fair to compare yourself to that. Um, so I would say for what you've got at the moment, I think it's fine. I think it works. Um, and I think you're, you're, you're good to roll with that. Um, um, yeah. And I like the copy on it, you know, everything is in draft form from my bio, uh, 
which is maybe a little bit further along than some of the other things to like the tagline at the top of the site, all that stuff. I'm, it's just kind of placeholders and I'm trying to figure it out. But okay. And so you've got all this set up under your name, brianelaine.com. I know one thing we had touched on last time was going back and forth between, is this going to be a, um, a business or is this, are you going to like uh, speak under a business umbrella or speak under the Brian Elaine personal brand umbrella? Um, have you thought any more on that and kind of where you landed on that? Yeah, I, I do think I want to have a business set up, especially since um, I'm, I hope to do a little bit of consulting work as well with, okay. to go alongside the speaking. So um, I haven't landed on a name for the golf marketing business yet, which is why that's not set up. But I do think, um, and I, I'm not sure exactly at even how those are going to work together, whether, um, you know, on the mark golf marketing page, if there's a speaking tab that sends people to brianelane.com, um, and vice versa, consulting sends people to the marketing page. That's kind of how I see it working in my head. Um, and I, I would assume that once I'm out in the wild and doing this, I'll start to realize, oh, I'm always giving people my name of my website or, you know what, the name of my business is kind of catchy. I'm always giving it to them. Yep. I figure that's something that'll probably work itself out. But for now, I do think I am going to set up a business uh, website as well. Cool. Okay. That's fine. Um, the one thing I would caution you on, um, and you touched on this a little bit, is um, um, is not... Uh, like the sole goal here at this point is to book gigs, right? Yes. So what's going to help us book gigs and book gigs consistently, right? So we're not just one is the first domino, but we want it to be the first of many dominoes, right? So not making, making sure that we're not, um, uh, doing things of like, I need to think about this today because it's going to affect me in five years. Okay. You probably don't, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and it could just be sideways energy. It could just be a distraction from actually making progress on the goal of I'm, I'm trying to book a gig, you know? So, um, so we'll also want to just make sure we're not putting the cart before the horse with, uh, with all this. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. And that's definitely something that I'm, I'm going to lean on you for your experience and expertise on because, you know, as I think about how to establish myself as an expert, the two main things we you talk about are the website and the demo video. Mm -hmm. um, but then I also think of some other things like uh, I'm a podcaster and I, I think it would be really great to have a podcast that would um, help establish me as an expert, help, help me to uh, make more connections, maybe potentially book gigs and stuff. I, that's something I'm familiar with. I could easily see myself going down that road and getting lost on it and then ignoring the fact that I don't have a demo video and I've got like five episodes of this podcast in the can. Yep. Um, I, I know myself well enough to know that that's something that I would do. And I'm guessing you're going to tell me probably not to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Bingo. Because uh, here's, here's the deal. Like well, the way you just described it, uh, I'm thinking a podcast could help me get a gig. Could it? Maybe. I'm mm -hmm. thinking doing a blog could help me. Maybe. I'm thinking Facebook ads could help me. Maybe. I'm thinking really doubling down on Instagram or some social media channel could help. Maybe. Like you can make a case for all the things, you know? And I find that, that a lot of, not just speakers, but just entrepreneurs in general, it's just easy to get distracted by this shiny object syndrome of like, oh, I see that thing working for them over there. Or, oh, I, you know, I just read this article that said that, um, 
uh, you know, sending uh, direct mail via carrier pigeon is the next big thing. So maybe I need to be doing that, you know, and where we just try to figure out like, what's, what's the next big shiny object. But this is where, again, come back to what's the goal of all of this. And so if the goal is we're trying to book a gig and again, not just the first one, but, but, but consistently be able to book gigs, then just every little thing that comes up on the radar of, should I do this or could I do that? Um, does it move the needle on booking gigs? And so to me, having a podcast, maybe someday, but today, does it help me book a gig today? Probably not. Um, and so to me, it's just sideways energy. That's just, um, it's, it's a, it's a nice to have. It's not a must have. And so if you want to add it later, awesome. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, so I would absolutely just, uh, I would take that mental note and I would tuck it away. And yeah, yeah, I think it'd be really fun. I've got some experience with podcasting. Um, I've got some connections in the golf industry that I think would be a good fit for a show. I could see an idea of what this would be like. I'm going to do this at some point. I'm just not doing it today. Um, so that, that's, that's how I would approach it. Okay. Yeah. And one other note on the podcast too, and, and maybe you've come across this before, but I, I was thinking establishing myself as an expert, something that I want to do. It's one of the, you know, it's the E in the speak. And I, sometimes I think we think of experts as like pe- the people with all the knowledge, the people with um, all the know-how, but is there value also in like being a connector in being a uh, uh, a curator. Yeah, that's, where, that's the word I was looking for. Because I think down the line, a podcast could help me and establish me that way. A hundred percent. I'm a, a huge, huge proponent of that, uh, that um, I, I, I host the party. Um, and there's huge value in being the one that hosts the party and, and you know, brings these people t- together. The other thing to think about, like specifically as it rates, relates to a podcast is if the goal is can go back to the, if the goal is to book speaking gigs, uh, are the people who would book a speaker like me, would they listen to a show like this? Okay. So let me give an example. A couple of years ago, uh, prior to doing the speaker lab podcast, I used to do a podcast called how did you get into that? And so it was a podcast about, um, uh, when I was doing a lot of speaking around the topic of careers, helping people figure out what they wanted to do in terms of a career. Right. And so, um, people would ask me like, Hey, are you getting any speaking gigs out of it? I was like, no, I'm not getting anything out of it. Why? Because the people who are listening are, are people who are trying to figure out what they want to do in terms of a career. It's not people who are, um, are, are actively booking speakers. Um, versus I had a buddy of mine who used to do a podcast teaching mobile marketing. And so he would, he was a curator. He would interview, I'm going to interview the um, mobile marketing, the head of mobile marketing for Pepsi. And I'm going to interview the head of mobile marketing for this company and that company. And so he was getting a bunch of speaking gigs out of it. Why? Because the people that were listening to that podcast were people that were either looking for or were connected to people who were looking for speakers on that subject or topic. So I think something like this is going to fall into that latter category where your type of people may be listening. But again, um, uh, I think it, to me, it's more of a, a long-term strategy. Okay. Um, can we have some confession time here? Please. I would okay. love to hear it. Um, not going to shock you, but like I mentioned earlier, imposter syndrome a few times during these last three weeks, not so much on the trip. Obviously I was elsewhere, but in these two weeks, in the two weeks before that I was putting this information together, working on the website, uh, I know for a fact that had I not had this podcast with you that we're recording right now on the schedule, I would have been like, what am I doing? What am I, what am I even doing with this? Like, right. And, and even, 
uh, in the past 24 hours since I've been back trying to do just a little bit more research on the type of people who might book events like this and other events that have happened as I read these people's resumes, as I listen to them talk about the golf industry, I'm just like, this guy has forgotten more about golf industry than I've, that I have ever known. Like, what am I doing here? What am I, I've worked with one client before, you know, with specifically with golf social media. Uh, And so that, I guess that's another case of imposter syndrome, but there've been many times where I'm just like, I probably would have quit in the past, but I'm thankful that we had this on the schedule because it's kind of keeping me. But, but then like once I get past that moment, and I put a little more time in and I get further and then I prepare my talk. I'm like, man, I'm so glad that I pushed through that because take, for instance, the day that I worked on my talk, like the day before was a bad day. And I felt like, what am I doing here? And then a day later, I stuck with it. And now I've got a talk that I can give, you know, in a rough draft form. So there's been a few moments like that over the past few weeks when like in the past, I probably would have put just put the idea on the shelf and have gone to something else. So yeah, I'm thankful, I guess, that I'm, I'm still in the game here. Yeah. Well, I would say a couple things to that. One is that um, uh, we're still in the process of trying to book the gig, right? So we haven't reached the finish line, but it's also like, okay, I'm, I'm doing this, you know, I'm in it. Um, you know, you mentioned that uh, you went to see a friend do a, a half Ironman. And um, uh, I've, I've done a couple of, of half marathons, a couple of marathons, did a couple of much shorter triathlons. And I remember like those moments of like, you cross the starting line and you're just thinking like, all right, we're doing it. We're in it. This is happening, you know? And it just feels like, it's like whenever you boarded the plane to go over there to, on the trip, you're like, okay, we're, we're doing it. You know, we haven't arrived, but we're making progress, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so I would say like one, like applaud that, recognize that, like that we're, we're doing it. You're doing it. You know, you're in the, you're in the thick of it. You're in the weeds of it. Um, the other, the other thing that, um, it reminded me of is like one of the things that we've talked a lot about is this whole thing is simple. It's just not easy. You know, mm-hmm. uh, just like, um, this morning I woke up and, uh, I, I woke up at like 5:45. I was wide awake, had a good night's sleep. And I was like, I should probably exercise. And I didn't want to exercise. So I was on, I was in bed on my phone for a solid hour doing nothing. <laughs> just like the sun's coming up. I should at least go sit outside. I should, I should get up and do something. Finally, I convinced myself like, okay, we're going to take the dog for a walk. And we walked for 45 minutes or so for a few miles. Um, and I got back and like, okay, I'm, I'm glad I did that. But it would have been a heck of a lot simpler just to be like, nah, screw it. It's not, it's not worth it. Right. But to continue to continually take some small step of action there. Um, the other thing I was going to say was like, um, as it relates to just the imposter syndrome, I think the voice gets a little quieter over time. I don't think it'll ever go away. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here right now on the other end of this conversation going like, who am I to tell Brian what to do? <laughs> you know, like, I know a few things, but there's also speakers who know more than I do on this. Sure. Uh, so I don't, think, I don't think that ever goes away. You know? And there's, there's um, speakers that we've, we've uh, in fact, right before this, I interviewed another speaker for an episode that will be out soon, who's uh, a veteran in the industry. He's been speaking for um, uh, probably 15, 20 years, makes tens of thousands of dollars per speech. And he, we were talking a little bit about this. He's like, mm-hmm. I still wonder, like, what am I doing up there? So mm-hmm. I, don't, um, I don't think it's ever going to go away uh, as good news and bad news. Uh, it's just recognizing and realizing, like, all right, it is what it is. And I, I hear it. 
I recognize it and I'm going to ignore it and keep pushing through. So for the person listening to this right now who may be in a similar spot to where I am right now, they've, uh, they've put some effort into it. They've hit a few roadblocks. Uh, some of them have stymied them. Others they've pushed through, but they're still wondering, like, is it still worth the effort for me to go through? Like your answer to them would be to keep going, right? Well, I mean, it's, it'd be easier for you to quit right now. And so if you're just like, yeah, I'm good. Um, it isn't, isn't what I hoped it would be. Let me know. We'll pull the plug. Okay. <laughs> um, but th- I think this also comes back to, to what we would have talked about at the very beginning of just like, why do you want to do this in the first place? Right. You know? um, Cause if it's just something, if it's something like, yeah, I think it'd be kind of cool to be a speaker at some point. Um, then like at this point you'd probably give up and a lot of speakers do. And again, yeah. this is not just speakers, but this is, this is, um, just entrepreneurship in general, because we're reaching a point where like, it's hard. It, it, it's difficult, you know, and it's a grind and it's tough. And there's going to be points where you're just like, yeah, never mind. Like it was cool. I had a good run. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so to think about like, again, this isn't exclusive to just this, this is all different types of things, you know? So if you wanted to become good enough to be on the PGA tour and be a professional golfer and like, you're going to be putting in a crap load of work. And at some point you may be like, I, it's just not worth it. You know, I just don't, I kind of like golf, but I don't like it that much. You know, mm-hmm. I like speaking, but, uh, maybe I just, maybe I just keep doing some local things. And so long as you recognize like, okay, that's, I've, I've reached that point and it is what it is, but what you can't do. And this is what, you know, I see some speakers do is they can't be like, okay, I, I, um, you know, I'm looking up to the speaker that is, you know, five, 10, 15, 20 years ahead of me. I want their results. Well, you don't see all that they have put in to get to that point, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and to, and the same way that like, again, I, this is just true in so many different areas of life, like health. You know, if I saw, if we saw, saw a buddy who all of a sudden had lost, uh, you know, 20 pounds and was, was just in great shape. And you're just like, Oh, I want that, you know? And like, okay, I'm gonna start doing that. And then like a weekend you're like, yeah, I don't want that that much. Um, that's fine. Just recognize like you can't be, disappointed that you didn't get the results because you didn't do the work that that guy did, you know? Right. Um, so as long as you recognize like, yeah, it sucks, but like, this is what I signed up for and this is what I want to do. Uh, and I'm all in great. And if you just decide like, nah, like I don't, it's not for me. That's fair too. Um, it's just a matter of, of why you're doing this in the first place. Okay. That makes sense. And then I think brings us to the elephant in the room, which is the fact that I don't have a demo video. I don't have any footage mm-hmm. for a demo video outside of maybe some clips I could potentially pull from the comedy show that I did in 2014. I was I did have a lav mic on, so the audio is decent. Uh, okay. The joke, the jokes, I'm not sure if they're decent or not, but um, you know, if anything, we can pull a tiny bit from that. But for the most part, we're talking about a, a no footage at this moment scenario. Okay. So in this type of scenario, this like chicken egg situation, uh, people can't see you right now, but you're immediately like you're, you're, you got your hands together, <laughs> you hold them up to your face, you look like you're praying. Um, and so at, at this point, it is this chicken egg situation. So what I would do or the different scenarios are one that you could find some type of local thing that you could speak at for free. Um, and so this could be, I know we've talked about some type of, you know, um, uh, something at church or some type of, you know, local event that is anything golf related, like just anything that just to get some footage. Cause really we're, even if you went and gave a, a 10, 15, 20, half hour minute, half hour talk, 
we're looking to get two or three good minutes um, is all we're really going for. If you're kind of like, I don't, I don't know of anything that would be a good fit where I could talk about golf, uh, where I could talk about some of these ideas, um, then I, the other thing I would default to would be to speak to an empty room. Um, seems weird, seems awkward, seems uncomfortable, um, but it's the quickest, simplest thing that you, can, you could do. Um, and so that's probably what you're going to end up doing, um, which is fine. That's totally fine. Um, so then it's just a matter of figuring out a setting um, where you could do this. So you had mentioned that you had got some footage, like your current placeholder is footage from you speaking at church. But one of the things we had talked about was like, it's somewhat clear that it is you speaking at church. Um, Mm -hmm. and so you could do, you know, something there if it was kind of a slightly different setting or maybe even just a different room that you're in. Um, but that's probably what I would do next would be to find some type of um, venue that you could speak at for like, if, if someone were going to, if a, if a golf course um, owner or, you know, a golf professional was going to hire you to speak at their thing, what would be the typical environment? You know, if it's going to be like a conference room, then let's find a conference room. If it's going to be a theater, let's find a theater. I, uh, I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't be super confident on something like that. Um, but like, where were the, if it's, uh, maybe it's just like a, a country club, you know, um, is there some type of room at the, you know, the club that you're a part of that you could just film something? It doesn't have to be fancy. It's just like, we're just trying to get, again, version 1.0 here. Okay. Um, okay. That's good. I think, I think I can do that. Um, you know, I do, I may have the resources to be able to pull off some footage at church when nobody's there. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I, you know, I know what the sound guys, the video guys like to eat. So I can maybe bribe them with that, that wins. with some cheesesteaks or something. Uh, so I can maybe get some footage there. Um, thinking like it'd be funny if I went to something that was completely unrelated to golf, like a, a poetry slam or something and just like start with a poem and then in the middle of it, put like a paragraph of my talk in there just to <laughs> completely confound the audience, but just to get the footage and then go back to poetry. I don't know if you'd advise doing stuff like that. Probably um, not. Because <laughs> again, the other, the other part of it is, um, this is, this is why part of the reason that like the, the footage that you've got at the moment from the church setup may not work is because it's just a different context. Um, and so just, again, the point of the demo video is you want people who are considering hiring you to come speak, to watch this and be like, Oh yeah, he'd be a great fit for our thing. Um, and so you, it'd be like, um, again, I, I like to think of it like a movie trailer. And so if we go watch a movie trailer and then you go watch the movie and you're like, oh, the movie had nothing to do with the movie trailer. And it's like, I went and saw this trailer for the sci-fi thing. And then I show up in the movie is actually this, you know, rom-com. It's like, wait, what? There's just a disconnect. Um, and so as long as there's, there's congruency there between someone watches this and can immediately like picture and envision, this is what it's like to work with Brian. That that's what you're going for. Okay. The other thought I had was, um, and again, I don't want to get too in the weeds and too distracted by what, what, what's ultimately going to be trivial, but something that would be easier to shoot because it's, in the golf environment, like I could very easily go out onto a somewhat empty golf course and, you know, talk, you know, talking head to the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously that wouldn't be the whole video, but could be little splices of that throughout. Uh, I could do that on my iPhone with somebody helping, or, you know, I've got some friends in video. It could be even nicer. 
um, ultimately those are going to be much easier to grab than the, uh, you know, the assimilated speaking environs. But, but do you think that's worth it to, to put that in so long as it doesn't slow me down or distract me? Yeah, I think it's okay. Um, uh, and something like that could, uh, especially with the nature of what you're doing for speaking to golfers, you know, you taking a swing or you, um, you know, carrying your bag or get lining up a putt or anything like that makes good B-roll footage too. Sure. Um, but again, like I wouldn't get too in the weeds on it. Cause the other thing that, that some speakers may well make the mistake of is, um, with the demo video is they spend more time talking about their speaking than showing their speaking, mm -hmm. you know? So if you're, if you open up and you're standing in the middle of a fairway, um, and you're talking about, Hey, my name is Brian and I'm a good speaker and I'm going to help, you know, your, uh, your, your golf course, your golf club do this, this, and this, and yada, yada, yada. And here's why you hire me. And I'm a nice guy and it's gonna be a great experience working together. It's like, that all sounds great, but I still haven't seen you speak, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's, that's what you don't want to do is you want ultimately you can, you can talk about that. Um, and so maybe it's like a, a quick little, you know, uh, 10, 15 second thing at the beginning, um, of, you know, you talking to the camera on a course, um, or again, some of it, some of it may be some of that B roll type footage. Um, like some of that stuff is, is fine. Just don't, um, it's like salt. Don't, don't go too heavy on it or ruins the, the point of it. Okay. And so when I'm, when I'm putting this together, ultimately I'm thinking my, my customer is event bookers, right? I'm trying to get paid gigs. So I'm putting something together that's going to catch their attention. That's going to make them think, Oh, I want this guy. We need this guy. Yep. Yep. Okay. And so this is also to think through like, that's the point of the web, that's the point of the demo video. That's the point of the website is this isn't for golfers. Um, right. Um, someone may see this and be like, Oh, I know someone who, um, uh, needs to watch this or my, you know, my buddy owns a club or a course or is manages a course. And I think he's part of, he needs to see this. That's great. Um, but it's not like, you're not talking to someone about how to lower their handicap. You know, you're not talking to someone about uh, improving their swing or anything like that. You're not speaking to the average golfer. You're speaking to who, the person who you want to book you to speak to, you know, these other um, um, industry professionals on about golf. So do you have, I have not prepped you for this question, but do you have examples of this is a great, first video like this is a great mediocre demo yeah. reel yeah so um so inside of the course uh inside the course materials we've got a couple of different sample demo videos one of the, one of them is one that i shot as an example um in an empty room using two iphones and that was it okay so it's not a fancy camera setup it's not a big it's an empty room um I told one story and that, and then we uh, did some video editing with it and that was it. So, um, so you can, you know, obviously you've got access to that and you can jump in there um, and check that out. And I think that will also help you get a sense. Of, and we also show like a behind the scenes video of how we shot that. Okay. So it's not just like, Hey, here's the, here's the finished product, but then also here's a behind the scenes of how we kind of set this up. Um, and so that, that's all in there as well. So you'll get, I think that'll help you to see like, all right, shooting into an empty room. Yeah, seems weird. You know, watching it, I'm speaking to an empty room, but it also gives you a sense of what it's, you know, what it would look like. So this feels like, this next step feels like it's something that if somebody put a gun to my head and said, you need to have this done in 10 days, 
or you're going to die, I could probably get it done in 10 days because I'd rather not die. But if somebody said, all right, you you know, you you got three months to get this done to me, I could probably find a way to stretch it out to three months. Yeah. And so when, um, if if you said, Hey, I've actually got like a really cool event coming up in a month, um, or in a few weeks that I'm going to be speaking at, this is a perfect event for this. And I say, awesome, just hang tight and get, let's get the footage. Then we can talk about some other things you can be working on in the meantime. Uh, cause we don't want to stop progression here. We're making progress. Let's keep the momentum up. But if you said, Hey, I've got, I booked this perfect golf thing. This is going to be awesome. I'm gonna get the best footage. And it's six months from now. I'd be like, that's, that's great. But we're going to do something else in the meantime as a stopgap. And then when we get that in six months, then we're going to use that footage. And that's going to be version 2.0. We need a version 1.0 today. Um, so if you don't have anything on the books, there's nothing on the radar, then yeah, let's just, let's do the empty room thing. And that that's fine. Okay. Cause again, in six months or a year, you may have some other options. Um, and each time you get footage, then like, Great. Let's make a new version. Um, cause it's not a fancy, it's not, uh, not a, a ton of editing. It's not, we're not going to do this expensive. Uh, we're going to do it really simply and have ver- create version 1.0. Okay. So what I'm hearing from you right now is the A and the K in speak acquire paid speaking gigs. We're not going to worry about that right now. If anything, we're looking for free gigs potentially and the K no one to scale. There's nothing to scale at this point. So we don't have to worry about that. You're happy with, the S, select a problem to solve. You're happy. Yep. We've defined that enough. Prepare your talk. Not yep. super important right now. You're happy that I have a draft. So really, we are focusing in on this E, this establish yourself as an expert. And um, the website is in a good enough place right now that really the demo video, there's probably nothing else I should be putting the time and effort that I have into. I'm going to give you one other thing. Um, uh, actually, I'm going to give you, we're going to, let's do, th- we're going to do three things here. All right. Okay. Um, one is going to be, let's finalize the, the website. And it sounds like you're 80, 90% there. Main thing that you're holding off on is the demo video. Okay. Um, so just finish the website to the point where you feel like, yeah, I'm ready to send this to uh, a potential client and I'm, I'm, it's good to go. Um, so that would be one part. Second thing is to finish the demo video. Okay. And also, and also start the demo video. Yeah. Start and finish. Start and um, finish. Um, Cause the other thing too, just for everybody's sake, listen, is uh, I'm going to be out for a couple of weeks. And so it's going to be a minute before we record again. It'll, it'll be at least a month before oh, we record. Okay. Do you have plenty of time to, to do these things, to, to shoot it and to edit it? Um, so finish the demo video. And then the third thing I would like you to do is I would like for you to make a list of 25 potential places that you could speak like realistic places. Um, and, um, I want these to be things that if, if you're saying like, Hey, uh, I would like to do things that are relatively close. I would focus on things that are closer to you because these are going to be things that are either going to, some of them may be free things. Some of them may be like, we've got 500 bucks or a thousand bucks. Um, that's fine. You know, we're just looking for some at bats right now. So you're located in Pennsylvania. I would look up events, um, that are in Pennsylvania, that are in, you know, Delaware, New Jersey, any sort like a two or three hour drive, uh, or, or more, just whatever you're comfortable with. That's what I would be looking for. So you're in Pennsylvania. I wouldn't be looking up, you know, uh, golf association events in California. Um, we'll get there. Um, but at this moment we're just looking for some, again, quick wins. And one of the simplest things to do is to look for things that are, um, regional, semi-local that are easy for you to, to be able to get to, because also think about, 
let's say you find something that is, you know, a $500, a thousand dollar event. That's a big win for you right now. And if that was offered to you in, um, Seattle, like that, that whole whole thing is going to be consumed just on travel expenses alone. But if it's, if it's like, it's a three hour drive for you and they're going to pay you a thousand dollars and then you can get back, like that's a big win. Um, so I would, um, uh, I would start that database of 25, uh, I have that, that at least those, we're going to create more than 25, but have 25, uh, uh, potential gigs that you could speak at. And so what you're looking for when you're creating this is, and I, I can get you the, the template. There's a template inside the course, but, um, you're looking for, uh, when the event is you're looking for who the contact person is or who your best guess of who that contact person is. If you're not sure, it's probably the executive director. Um, and then email contact uh, for the event, okay? So really we're talking like, you know, five, six columns, something like that of, of the, you know, the name of the event or the association or the group, um, the, uh, who we think the, the event planner is, if we can find like a, um, um, if we can find like a specific event that's ideal versus like, you know, Hey, do you ever, are you ever looking for speakers for anything? Like we want to find a specific event that we can yeah. ask about. Um, their contact information, a um, uh, couple of like the, like the dates of the, of the event, a couple of those key pieces. So again, just a few columns there. Um, so I want you to create a list of those 25. Um, and I'm going to give you one other little thing within that. Um, to help with that, this will kind of, um, uh, what do they call it? Grease the wheels? Uh, yeah, I think. So is that a, is that a phrase? That's a, that sounds like a phrase. That sounds like a phrase. Okay. We're going to roll with that. Grease the wheels. Um, you've already got some contacts in the space, in the golf space. So I want you to start by also asking those people if they know of anything that you would be a good fit for or anyone that you should meet. That's going to like grease the wheels. Yeah. We're going to go with grease the wheels. Um, that's just going to, to make it simpler for you. So they may be like, uh, I would ask like your, so the, the club that you're a part of currently, I would talk to, um, you know, the club manager or the club owner, whoever, and ask them, what are the events that they go to? What are the associations that they're a part of? What are the trainings that they attend? Uh, what are the groups that they're a part of? What are the things that you need to be looking into? Um, so I would start with that. Anybody else that you've got, uh, you mentioned, like I know some of these interviews that you've done on your other golf podcasts. Um, you've talked to some industry people, so it'd be worth asking some of them, um, who, you know, what are the things that I need to be aware of that I need to be looking, looking into attending. Um, and so those, the, the closer you can get to someone having a contact into these first 25 people, the easier it's going to be to, to get some bookings out of those. Yeah, actually I did that right before my trip. Okay. Uh, I, I like reached where this out. is going. Reached out to the owner of the club that I do some work for, and she is. She said she could provide me with a bunch of leads and maybe introductions. Great. She said that uh, the owner of one specific golf course that she's friends with is the guru of social media marketing for the National Golf Course Owners Association. Uh, Her her name is Allison George, and she's connected with her. Um, Come on now. She also said, uh, we have a Pennsylvania golf course owners association. They have a fall meeting. Usually a handful of course owners show up. Now this is the fall. So that yeah. potentially be happening soon. Um, yeah. So 
Awesome. I've already, already started greasing those wheels. Okay. So a couple, couple observations here. One is that, um, you know, you mentioned like, okay, I'm one step removed from one of these national people. And my guess is prior to you reaching out or putting this on their radar, you wouldn't have had any clue that you're that, that close to one of those type of people. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, the other thing too, is now you've talked to the golf course owner that you know, and you've put it on their radar that this is something that you do, right? Because before they, they might've, she might've thought of you as, uh, Brian helps us with some social media stuff. Brian is a member at our club. Brian plays some golf. Um, and that's the extent of it. He, she does not put you in the bucket of, oh, he would be a good speaker for this thing. So anything she comes across that she thinks of, I got a guy, I know a guy. Um, now she puts you in that bucket. So that alone is a, is a huge win as well. Um, you mentioned like the fall, you know, they may have a fall conference. So um, two thoughts with that. One is that we are, at the time of this recording, we are in fall. Yes. So figuring out ASAP when that event is, because it may be the type of thing like, hey, they're already booked up. Right. Um, it may be the type of thing also where they're like, you can let reach out and let them know um, that if someone falls through, I know speakers who have built their career by being plan B. Hmm. Um, so if, if something falls through or if you have an additional slot, I'd love to come do something. I may consider doing something for free because the people that would be attending that could be people who may invite you to, for other gigs. Right. Um, so it could be a good opportunity for you to, to do something there. Um, the other thing though, is that, Let's say, let's say we, we realize like, oh crap, the event is next week. Did you find it? I just found it. It is uh, October 25th. Okay. Which is about a month and a half from now. About six weeks, I would say. Yeah. Okay. I would a hundred percent reach out to them and stay on their radar. You might even, uh, where's it at relative to you? Uh, it looks like within an hour. I would consider going either way. Um, cause it may be the type of thing, like, um, especially if, so do you know if this, this golf course owner that you work for is, is she going to be there? It sounds like she does go usually. So I would okay. assume she's going to be there. So if you could, I just kind of dig around and see if you could go, because the other thing that could happen is let's say you don't even speak, but you're able just to meet some people, people put names with faces. That's a big win for you in the future. Um, so it may be the type of thing, like, it sounds like this conference, like a lot of conferences, they don't just happen, um, uh, once in a vacuum, they happen every year. And so my guess is this exact same event is going to be happening next fall. And in a few months, they're going to be start, they're going to start considering speakers for this event. And so thinking long-term or planting seeds that, uh, especially if it's something that like is an hour away, it's not a big deal for you to go to to shake hands and kiss babies. That's mm -hmm. a win versus like, if you said, Hey, um, there's this awesome opportunity, um, across the country and I'm going to have to spend a ton of time and money out of pocket to do that. At this point, I wouldn't do that. But for something you're like, I'm going to go an hour. It's going to take me, you know, maybe a day, maybe less than a day mm -hmm. to go meet some people and to build some of those relationships that may book me in the future. That's a win. I would, I would, I would totally do that. You know, it's funny is that when I click the learn more link, uh, it goes to a, a dead page. Okay. And then I realized the website says, don't miss the 2018 annual meeting on <laughs> October 25th to 26th. So what this is might be something that people run into, um, mm -hmm. listeners as well, where you get to a page and there's the information you hope is there, isn't there, or there's dead links. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
this seems like such a perfect opportunity that I should take the time to do the digging to contact somebody and, and yep. find out, you know. Uh, and so by asking again, the, the contact that you already have, she not only has some of those relationships of, let me introduce you to Brian, that helps, but also, um, that she can tell you, here's the, here's the premier event, you know, uh, for an outsider, this is, if you're wanting to do what you're describing here, this is the event that you need to go to. And like outside looking in, like you may not know what that is. You know, I have some, some idea of some of the associations or some of the groups or the gatherings or the events or whatever. But if she's like, here's the thing you need to go to. Um, early in my career, I had a, a different speaker friend who said, Hey, you're doing a lot of speaking in this industry. I'm transitioning out of this industry. Here's the event you need to go to. I didn't, I'd never heard of it. I knew squat about it. Um, and I booked so much business out of that mm-hmm. just because he said, here's this thing that you need to be at. Like, here's where you can book a bunch of gigs. Um, and so that made a big difference. So in this case for her, if she's able to say, here's a couple of events um, that I got to be at. Here's the one where all the other owners attend. Here's the association that we're all a part of. Any of that stuff, that again, that just greases the wheels for you. Um, yes. And it makes, makes it easier for you, for sure. And assuming that I can't find any updated relevant information about this specific event, which mm-hmm. maybe seems like it's happening this fall, although their website is way out of date. Yep. And this is one of those where I got to put the work in. I got to figure out a way... Um, to, to get the information right without obviously 100%. I'm going to do that with tact and not be like, Hey, yep. I want to speak at your event. When is it? Your website's outdated. And yep. you guys seem like you don't know what you're doing. I'll yep. just have to do that, but. Yeah. Um, and so this is where like, um, uh, uh, this is where like a hustle factor comes in because it'd be easy to come across that and be like, ah, oh, it's out of date. They probably don't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I probably do do it. You just didn't want to do any more digging. Um, so just going the extra mile of like, <laughs> problem solving and thinking like, okay, if I wanted to figure out if there was a 2019 event, how would I go about doing that? You know, it's not that difficult, but there's probably a couple of ways we could go about, you know, you talking to the existing contact that you have, probably finding whoever the contact was for 2018 and contacting them. Like there is just like some, some legwork that going back all the way to the beginning question of, you know, um, uh, the times that you've thought about throwing in the towel, there's going to be times now you're going to get, start doing this and be like, is this worth it? And, and why am I doing this? Cause you may chase down 10 leads and you may only book one of them. Um, but that one of them, you're going to be like, Ooh, all right. Okay. And like, yeah. I see, I see the working, I see this is working. And I've, again, I'm, I'm tipping that domino. I'm making progress. I'm building momentum. Um, so you're doing all the right things. And like some of these, like even just initially reaching out to this, this contact that you've got is the right steps that you want to be taking. So, um, to me, like this is like, this is real exciting. Cause I think you're, you're, you're definitely on the right track. Okay. All right. That's feel. I feel good. I feel good about that homework. I'm all right. So finish website, start and finish demo video and create a list of 25 potential uh, leads. Yeah. I, I, I think that's going to be tough. I'm, I'm, but maybe I'll be surprised at how many things are actually out there that I don't know about. So one, uh, I'll give you one tip here. Um, a couple tips. One would be to look, um, like as you're looking up some of these, you're going to find maybe past year's events. I'd be curious who spoke at that last year. And then I'd look them up. So let's take, for example, um, uh, Joe Schmo uh, spoke at it last year. Awesome. I'm going to go do a Google search for Joe Schmo and see what other things, golf related things he is speaking at that I could be a good fit for. Um, Cause it's kind of like it's pulling on a thread 
and I'm pulling on this thread and it opens Pandora's box. And now I pull on this thread and I'm kind of mixing metaphors, I guess, but uh, you're just like, I'm pulling on this and, it, and now all of a sudden there's this other thing that I didn't even realize existed over here. So I'd look for some uh, other speakers. Um, uh, another thing would be, you mentioned, what is it, the Pennsylvania something uh, association? This is the Pennsylvania Golf Owners and Operators Association. Okay, so that's one association that exists within Pennsylvania. My guess is that same association probably exists in 49 other states. So that's 49 other potential opportunities. And we're not, we're not worried about all of those at this point. I might, again, yeah. I might find, you know, five or 10 that are fairly regional or close to you. But again, I'm just, I'm tucking that away. When I find an association that has one state event, I'm like gold mine because I know there's 49 others out there, right? Yeah. And again, if you show up and you, let's say that you do anything with this Pennsylvania one and you kill it, there are 49 other states that are looking for speakers too. And this, this one in Pennsylvania is probably gonna be like, we just had Brian speak. He was awesome. You have to have him. Um, and that starts to open up doors as well. So, um, so I'd look for some of those, those other Pennsylvania state level associations because there's all, there's probably also going to be other, uh, there's 49 other states that may be running something similar. Okay. All right. I've, I've got, I feel good. I've got the homework. I know I've got a little bit of extra time this time, uh, about a month or so probably until we jump on again, which I feel is definitely enough time if I put the hustle in, which I plan on doing. So you feel overwhelmed. You feel real. This feels realistic. Um, I don't, I don't feel overwhelmed. It does feel realistic. Good. I know for a fact that I'm going to have a few more of those. What the heck am I doing? It's, Great. But, Good. but I've awesome. plowed through them before. I'm going to do it again. So Yeah. Well, we're going to record another episode. So you're in the thick of it now. So good. Uh, and again, this is an easy spot where it would be easy to be like, nah, it's not worth it. And if someone decided that, then awesome. You discover that speaking isn't for you. That's great. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't, I don't fault anyone for that. But if you're like, ah, oh, this is really hard. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but it, I, what do you want me to tell you? Of course it's hard. If this was easy, everybody would be doing it. So, so it doesn't bother me at all that you're, you're running into some roadblocks. I think that that's completely natural and normal. Okay. Good deal. Cool. Yeah. All right, man. You got your homework. We'll talk next time. All right. Sounds good. See ya. All right. There you go. Hope you enjoyed part four with Brian Elaine. We are halfway to the finish line here. We got four more parts in this series. How will this play out? Where is this going to go? You got to stick with us to find out. Hey, also, like I mentioned before, if you would like uh, myself and our team here at the Speak Lab, if you'd like our help in helping you find and book paid speaking engagements and building a process and a system to be able to do that, you definitely want to go over to thespeakerlab.com slash apply. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash apply. There you can schedule a uh, one-on-one strategy session with our team so that we can uh, learn more about your goals for speaking and how we can best serve and support you. So again, go to thespeakerlab.com slash apply. All right, that wraps up today's episode. We'll catch you next time. You're awesome.